check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We are live. March 24th, 11 a.m. Round 12 of the Monster Energy Supercross Series coming up this weekend in beautiful Seattle, Washington. Back to the West Coast for the 250s, back to the West Coast in general. We'll see what the weather's supposed to do. It probably will rain at some point. It'll be ruddy, it'll be soft, and all of that. But looking forward to it. I like Seattle. I like the Pacific Northwest. And we have a live show as well. Tomorrow night, 730 in Renton, Washington, a little south of Seattle. Tickets are 30 bucks. The link to buy is on RacerX and PulpMX.com. So if you want to come hang out with myself, Weege, JT, a couple of special guests, please check it out uh, over at uh, PulpMX.com or RacerX online as well. So thank you for uh, listening and tuning in this Thursday. 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. You want to talk about Seattle or anything else, you can go ahead and do that. We're giving away a pair of FMF goggles as well as Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles on the show, so two pairs of goggles. And we have a pair of tickets uh, to Seattle this weekend, courtesy of our listener named Mark Wallace. He's unable to go. He will transfer you the tickets and, yeah, people helping people. Always a nice thing. Uh, Taking your calls, holding things down over there. V. Tits legendary. Yo, Steve. What's up, Tits? Hi. What are you doing? Everything good? I'm living the dream. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Everything, living the dream. That's great? my final answer. All right. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> your, your definition of a dream is really weird, but that's okay. We'll go with that. Give us a call if you can. 702-586-7857. Let's talk uh, some uh, uh, Seattle and more. Jason Wygant and uh, Michael Antonovich coming on the show. And uh, so, yeah, please check that out. And, uh, man, looking forward to... Um, to see seeing Seattle this weekend. Uh, look, Eli Tomac's got this thing on lock. We know that. That's easy to see. But there's still a good battle for second. We'll talk to Weege and Anton about that. Uh, fly racing, of course. Shane McElrath, Justin Brayton, just a couple of the fly racing athletes out there that are not going to be there this weekend. But a lot of guys uh, wearing fly racing out there. And uh, please check that out, your local dealer, motorsport.com. They got the Formula Helmet. They got the Kinetic Lines. They got the Kinetic Mesh Lines. They got the Evo Lines. They got everything. They got a style and a color to match whatever you want at Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, thank you to those guys. Also, thank you to ProTaper, Maxis, Get, FMF Vision, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us. Uh, Kay Clayson made another main event. And so, as promised, we give away a pair of FMF goggles uh, on this show. Cade wears them, and Kyle Peters wears them, and the um, uh, uh, Arena Cross champion Kyle Peters, and Dean Wilson as well, wearing FMF Vision, a unique optics brand created in partnership with the brilliant minds who brought you 100%. This is a full range of goggles to meet every rider's needs, including film systems, sand goggles, over-the-glasses, youth models, and more. Upgrade your goggle arsenal with the power of FMF Vision. Big thing for these guys this year, and Cade Beta uh, main event. So we are giving them away. Uh, it's that simple. Uh, FMF Vision. Um, uh, go to fmfracing.com to learn more about the vision, and then follow FM, FMF Vision at FMF Vision to learn more about these guys. Uh, we'll talk to you a little bit more about the other pro, uh, companies on board as well. 702-586-7857. we got a list of riders not racing this weekend, uh, so more privateer heaven in this weekend in uh, CenturyLink Field. I don't even know if it's called CenturyLink Field anymore, but it's not the kingdom. I know that. To talk about the kingdom and more from RacerX uh, Online, it's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? Um, 
I so, think it's Lumen Field, according to our guy Mitch here at RacerX Online. He's been typing Lumen, so he, he looks up more than I do. What is Lumen? Do we know? It doesn't matter, right? I, yeah, who knows? I guess. It's no longer uh, Russell Wilson Field. That's the way I always thought of it. Yes, exactly. That is a good point. Russell Wilson Field. No, that's a good point. Uh, Live show tomorrow night. You going to bring it? You going to bring your best? Uh, I better bring something. Um, We don't have a guy getting his hair cut. We don't have Keeper. We're going to try to bring as much as we can. We we had a pretty small show, like as far as like the stuff we had going on in Dallas, and it was super fun. So I highly encourage people to come out. We had a lot of laughs. We, uh, we have Carson Brown as a guest. That'll be a popular. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to ask him, you know, basically his lap times on his KTM versus like a, a TTR 110. What, what yeah, are your lap KDX times? KDX 200, you name it. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, um, also, Adam Wheeler is going to be there, our buddy from On Track Off-Road. Looking forward to, to seeing him as, as usual. Uh, he classes the yep. place up a little bit. So, yes. um, what are we going to do about observations? Do we know? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, I guess we just got to bring it back. We just got to bring it back. The way it was, uh, there is an agent in this industry. I don't want to name names, but it rhymes with Schmooka Schmertle. Uh-huh. And he might represent two brothers that race from Australia for Honda. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, but yeah. he, said, he said, I've got one weekend to fix this. And if his demands are not met and observations is not returned to its former glory, uh, the brothers from Australia will no longer be allowed to interact and do <laughs> media with Racer X. Glory in quotations, of course. Yes. Holding it hostage. <laughs> right. Holding right. it hostage. Well, and I said, why do you care so much? And he said, there's tons of dudes that I don't even know anything about until I read observations. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know this guy was from this country or borrowed a bike. So there you go, Steve. Yeah, well, there you know. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I, I do like how you took you absolved yourself of all blame of it. I love that. That is awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, Me? What well, are you talking about? Well, like you were like, I don't know who came up with this format. <laughs> and Literally, you're the one who told me to come up with that format. So that's great. I love no, it. I just said it was a failure. I didn't. I didn't pass the buck. It was 100 percent my idea. No, but you. Oh, okay, on Instagram, you were like, "Who did this change or something?" I don't. Know. Oh, that was a complete joke. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, no, I loved, I loved it. I loved it. Was on great. Race his own account, I wrote, "Who did this?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, love, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> That's a complete joke. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Seattle. When I say Seattle Supercross, I mean it's hard not to think of the Larry Ward and chicken battle in the kingdom to me. I guess that's just because mm-hmm. I'm old, but uh, that is yep. definitely something that I think about. Can you think what memorable Seattle races come to your mind? Yeah, no doubt. Some of those kingdom races, the multiple Larry Ward wins. I don't know why that still comes to mind. It's so ancient. Yeah. Um, Did you ever go to the really... kingdom? Did you ever go? No, no. no okay. I heard it was the loudest freaking place. It was also very dark. Very like dark oh. and, and, and like gloomy inside there. Uh, my rider Ty Birdwell did make the main, I believe, in '97, and he's from Oregon, so that was a really cool deal to have him in the main event. But uh, yeah, 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 it was. Uh, it you was, don't remember the noise being a thing? I don't. I don't remember the noise being a thing. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I've heard that from multiple people. Like it was the first time he rated where earplugs because I didn't believe the roof was concrete and it just the engine noise was a next level from what people have told me. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and then these newer ones in this field that just have multiple names, they're just a mismatch of every year. It's Even if it doesn't rain, it's rutted and crazy. Yeah. And um, honestly, pretty wild stuff happens, and I think a lot of it is it's fairly late in the year, and tensions tend to get high. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it means more when a guy has a bad race or something like that. Yeah, the shorty GL mm-hmm. uh, 250 West race was great. Um, yep. that was awesome. Seattle also memories to me that this is where JT, uh, either beat red dog straight up or was ahead of him for a long time in the main event straight up That's and, right. and, That's and right. red dog was thinking about how, if he has enough money to retire. Um, <laughs> cause he couldn't catch it. Cause he couldn't catch shit, JT. Um, <laughs> that's another thing that comes to mind for Seattle for me. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Oh, um, a, uh, uh, what year was that where we had, um, Basically, everybody just rolling around the track. It was so muddy and ruddy. Um, I mean, that's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a mismatch. Yeah. like the the line between the good Seattle weather and the bad, and the good track and the, or the good dirt, I should say, and the bad is so slim. Like they all kind of take on that feeling at the end. I mean, obviously, people remember Villapoto won his first 450 Supercross here. Our guy, the Crier, cried. We've literally have a guy with this day. We still call him the Crier yep. because he cried. Yeah, he cried. And Chad gone down in the first turn, our first lap at Seattle, I think half a dozen times. Uh, we just are posting a story on Racer X now about the last time we raced here in 2019. Dude, there's so much stuff. It feels like it's 10 years ago. This was the race where Reed crashed in the first lap on JGR and took out like five guys with him. And 
you remember this? No. You remember this? No, no, I do not. No, I remember. I think it was Suzuki, like the third yeah. turn. He yeah. like got wheel spin in the face of a jump, got landed on, brake oh. went down. Yeah, he and he, he had to go. Yeah. He had to drive home in a motorhome because he had collapsed lungs. Yep, that's right. Um, I do remember that now. Um, and now that I look back at it, I consider it, I'm like, wow, that was Chad's last hurrah. Because like the, by the next year, he was privateer. He was hurt, I think, coming in. And he was never good in he, 2020. Yeah, he was never good after the Red Bull straight rhythm. Uh, ankle injury, really. That's what did him in. And they, it was that, Yeah, it was I, I guess that's what it was, right, right? Right. So I feel like that JGR year, he was coming around. He was decent. Um, and got, then he crashed. And yeah. That was the end of the JGR. Got a podium in, uh, in Detroit at Triple Crown and all that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. RV blew out his knee in Seattle, too. Oh, yeah. This 2012. Was, yeah, the this ethics. was the right. 40 win. Yeah, this was the uh, blowing out the knee and then uh, uh, saying he was fine and then saying he's not fine and all of that going on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Reed Nordine um, just lying to my face. Um, and uh, Kawasaki, he's the, the boss at that time, just lying in my face and saying, do you see any panic on my face? If, if, there's, something, if there's an injury, I would be panicked. Do I look panicked? Yeah. Well, I don't know why you would lie about that. Like, what, yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? What do you think? Well, he's going to miraculously heal overnight? Yeah. Like, we're, it's going to come out. Why lie? It's the dumbest thing. Yep, it's the dumbest thing. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, let us give those, goggles, those, those tickets away, I should say, to Seattle from Mark Wallace. Let's do that. Um, and, um, yeah, it's easy to do that. Mark Wallace, uh, t- you want two two tickets, right, Tits? Two? Yeah, two tickets. Give us a call right now. First caller, 702-586-PULP. Uh, we'll give those tickets away. Uh, all right, so, Weege, um, yeah, uh, Justin Brayton not racing this weekend. That's your guy. Uh, got cleared from concussion protocol but still doesn't quite feel right. So, Justin Brayton's still out. Shane McElrath is still out. Dylan Ferrandez will most likely be out till the outdoors. So, Privateer heaven, here we come. The island guys will be infiltrating the main events again. Man, and if you think about it, you know, the chance that we could have lost Sexton and Webb, uh, for example, mm. or even Anderson, maybe Anderson would have been back by now. Maybe he only would have missed one. But, uh, you know, Webb got landed on. Uh, yeah. He could have been done. Yep. Too. So this is pretty crazy how it's turned out. Uh, yeah, so, but good for the privateers. I mean, look, the, the Carnell guys and everybody else, like, that's awesome. Ryan Brees, top 10 guy. Right? Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, nutty. But you know what? We've had other years like this. I've, I've told the story a few times. Like at the end of 98, there was four factory riders in the main event uh, at Vegas. You know, it, it's, 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 uh, it's something that happens. We've, we've had years that are healthy, uh, of course. And, you know, this stuff happens in our sport from time to time. We're going through it right now. And also, I feel like the replacement rider thing isn't what it once was. Um, a couple teams are putting in replacements. Uh, I think Hep Suzuki just announced one, right? But uh, Or Twisted T, I should say, Hep Suzuki. But, uh, no, who did they announce? You know, I didn't see that. Oh, I thought they – they, oh, geez, i got to scroll all the way up. Oh. Yeah, I thought someone else was on the bike this weekend, which I was, I was confused why. I don't know. Is it for Seven Deuce Deuce? Who are they, who are they filling in for? I don't know. I guess it would be Seven Deuce Deuce. Uh, I think Tristan Lane, I mean, Tristan Lane is going to ride for the Rocky Mountain guys. Oh, okay. For one round. Okay. Yeah. yeah. On a K- uh, he's a KTM guy anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're not filling in for AC. They're not filling in for Roxon. They're not filling in for Ferrandis. Uh, you know, that's a couple more. I mean, it seemed like there was a time where, just take Monster Kawasaki, there were so many dudes that filled in. Do you remember those days? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Travis Preston was Travis one of them. Preston yeah, Ricky and, Dietrich and um, uh, a couple French guys. Fabian, I think, a couple different French guys. Fabian Iswar. Yeah. Iswar. That's right. Yep. yep. Um, so they're not filling in for AC. Um, we just saw, uh, do you remember Josh Grant coming out of retirement to race factory Yamaha in 2019 Seattle? Do you remember this at all? No, no. no. Uh, yeah. So our guy Mitch at race Rex says his photo and I'm like, what is that? And he's like, Josh Grant raced Seattle 2019 filling in for Yamaha for, I don't know who for, Bar- uh, for Plessinger, Barsha. I don't know. And I'm like, what? Just one race. Uh, he did the last five. Oh, wow. Who knew? No. Point being, Ferrandis is out. They're not filling in for him. Yeah. Um, Brock is out. They're not filling in for him. You know, that's, I feel like, three or four factory spots that would have been filled in the past, and we're kind of going back to the old days where they didn't care. Yeah, I mean, we had races in the old days. The dudes just wouldn't show up. The, the factory teams just wouldn't show up if they had no riders. That was it. Yeah. We're not even coming. We're not even coming this year, this week. You know, so it, it does happen. Uh, look, uh, uh, Carnell um, got approached by the Rocky Mountain guys and turned them down, and I think Starling did too. Um, 
Because, I, I mean, I get it. It's one race, right? Like, if you're a privateer and you're a main event guy, which Starling and Carnow are now, and they have sponsors and all of this stuff, like, I'm I'm kind of on these guys' side. Like, I'm going to jump on a strange bike and a strange team for one weekend? No, I'm out. Like, I, I, I get it. These guys not doing that. I understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, actually, props to them uh, for doing that because, I mean, I'm sure they're going hand in hat in hand, I think is the term, you know, looking yeah. begging for help. You know, it's kind of cool to, like, you helped me three weeks ago. I'm not going to turn my back on you 21 days later. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I, I think that's awesome. And, and so I think these guys should do that. And, you know, we had Carnell on the Monday Pulp Show, and he's talking about how there's a lot of ways to market yourself if you're a privateer now. Um, and, and you know, and he's right. They're, you know, Starling's got, Starling seems like he's got a good thing going, and, and Carnell, and, and we're in a little different era with social media, and obviously we all know about Carnell's uh, OnlyFans sponsor for last weekend, wow. the girl that's uh, the fan of the sport. Um, this is the stuff that is wasn't around back in the day when when Cliff Palmer and 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 um, Gavin Grasick were in vans doing well. You know. Yes, there's there's no doubt uh, that it's gotten better for them. I hate to give you credit, but I think you are a bit helpful on that. I'll give you that. And uh, anyway. Um, that and general, you know, social media and stuff like that. And then how people choose to advertise. It's, it's crazy. But in the end, like I said, they're still really, really, really begging for help. And when you get that help, you don't want to turn your back three weeks later. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, good battle for second going on right now in the points. Um, you know, obviously Anderson got it with Barsha's penalty. They were tied. Barsha's in the mix. Mookie's right there. Uh, and Sexton and Webb. Like, this is a good little battle for second. Well, it's interesting because uh, the the races are still really good and still really close, but the points are not even close, right? Tomac has this giant lead, which would indicate we're just going to the races and watching. He's won four in a row and he's got a points lead. You would think you're just going to the races and Tomac's just Jeremy McGrath 1996-ing it, right? Yeah. But even though the points aren't close, the battles are still unbelievable. I mean, Indy, you had, I think, at one point, Sexton, Marv, Anderson – Mookie, Barsha, and Tomac are, like, all on the same straightaway. And I'm talking, like, fairly early and, and then even in the midway part of the race. So the racing is still really good. We're talking about injuries. We're talking about Tomac's huge points lead. But I, I don't know what's going to happen when the gate drops on Saturday night. We're still there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, it's still, yeah, still some good racing. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Tomac could have easily... We're getting some heat from this, I feel. We don't, we're not disrespecting Tomac. But Tomac could have easily not won in Indy. It wasn't like no, he just yeah. crushed everybody. He, nope. Anderson could have won. Barsha, who knows, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. No, I felt like, a lot, I felt like Tomac did the same amount of laps at the same time, uh, at the same lap time, and, and people just fell over, got taken out, whatever. You know? And he was yeah. like, oh, cool, yes. I'll win again. You know, so... Right. Uh, yeah. So if this weekend, you know, you could still name six guys that could win that wouldn't shock you. If Anderson won, Barsha won, Sexton won, Mookie won, Telmac won. I'm probably missing somebody. I think Webb's a little more beat up than the rest, but yeah. those, uh, Marv, Marv, great in Seattle, was great last weekend. If any of those guys won, I don't think you'd be like, what? Yeah, no, it wouldn't, wouldn't be shocking. No, I, I, I get it. And especially with Tomac with such a big points lead, one would think he's just, especially this weekend too, Ruddy, not, he's just not going to push it, right? He's just not going to do anything um yeah these guys are animals the way the rest of these guys are riding this year so i think he's extra 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 smart uh, about the lines go near that the lines are full everybody wants to talk to you Weege. let's get let's get to these phones uh first up is chris on four chris what's going on what's your what's your uh, question hi steve thanks for taking my call the, the question is about the locations and i you've talked about this and i've listened uh it has to do with scheduling and monster jam and all this stuff and the writers, I'm in Minnesota, so let's just be real. The writers don't like coming here, and I get it. Uh, but why can't Feld now, for 2023 or even 2024, say, all right, we need U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, but we're not going to do this in February. We need it in April. If it's far enough out, can't they coordinate that? Uh, they can. And I'm sure Feld makes requests, and the stadium's like, yeah, we got March Madness. We got a Metallica concert. We got this or that. Pound sand, Feld. I mean, it's not like Feld is doing this on purpose. Like, they try to get a schedule that works for them and for the teams. 
But, like, they, it is what it is. Like, Feld, believe me, Feld doesn't want to go to Minneapolis in February. This is not ideal. Um, nope. But, but yeah. I was there, and it's, I was there, and unfortunately the crowd was sparse. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's you. a lot of reasons, other reasons for that. But, no, they, they try. They try, and that's all. What they, they take what they can get, right? So, um, I think the monster. Yeah, it's got to be that yeah. other things are also fighting for those uh, for those dates that we don't even know about. Yeah, yep. and think about think about with the, with the pandemic and everybody not doing any stadium dates, and now how hard it is to get a stadium date. I do believe, though, like leaving the dirt in is a big part of why a race is somewhere when it is. That's just a, a big expense that they don't have. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, so the dirt. I, I, no, I, I I totally get that. It, it just seems like if it's far enough ahead, they could figure it out. Well, I'm sure because they try. I'm telling you, yeah. down, downtown Minneapolis is there's not much going on down there for multiple reasons. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks but, for the call. Look, I nobody's hurt more than Phil yep. by having a small crowd. They have to be the number one people who would be interested in holding that race in better weather. If they could have, they would have. Yeah, and they're the ones that are losing money when they have a small crowd. No, and they're they're such a ticket uh, gate revenue driven business yep. you know what i mean so yep. uh tyler you got a seattle memorable moment yeah uh 2013 when varsha won on honda and he had villapoto tra- trailing him and then that was the same night reed and dungy got caught in the first turn crash on the start in the main and then i believe that was the same year kenny and tomac were battling for the 250 west championship okay uh, yeah, that's right. Why does uh, – yeah, I remember Varsha does whole shot and just RV couldn't get him. And then um, every Seattle memory includes Chad going down in the first turn or first lap. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. All the right. other question I have yeah. for Steve is uh, who do you think, in your honest opinion, make better trainers, ex-riders or, like, these personal trainers like Alden? Oh, I don't know. I don't think – I think either one. I don't think there's one segment – that is a better trainer than the other, right? Like Alden doesn't come from a riding background, but I've been around it and I've talked to people that work with him and he really works with the riders on riding technique too. So, um, uh, you know, what, he hasn't had any background in that. The riders themselves, the ex-riders that are trainers, um, what do they know about the body and uh, supplements and that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, like I'm sure not that much. They have a lot of trial and error experience. Like I can see pros and cons to both is kind of where I'm getting to this. Like I don't think there's a one segment that works better as a trainer. You know, I think there's good and bad to both. I yeah, like this question. Um, I, I feel it's super relevant. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt there. I think it's super relevant because this was tipping away from Alden just six months ago. They were all going to ex-pros. He was losing his client list. But, dude, if anything, he's stronger than ever. Like I could not believe Cooper Webb has come back. Malcolm Stewart looks fantastic. And I'm trying to figure out why this keeps working. And here's my theory. I think if you're a superstar ex-pro rider, you don't want to do 24-7 like Alden has to do. Like, I just don't think, okay, Nick Way is a grinder, right, Steve? So he's geared for it. Like, that is just the way. He is a hustler of hustlers. So Nick Way can do it. But I think the superstar guys that made a lot of money as racers – the work and time and labor they have to put in to do what Alden does is probably controversial, but I don't think they can match it. The knowledge is there. Yeah. But do they want to go to the track and maintain that place and work with the dude every day like yeah. Alden does? And, and Weez, you'll be with me on this. And, and this doesn't mean anything uh, um, as far as what, what it's, what, how I really feel, but so much talk of Villaman last summer. So much talk of Villaman, and this is a yep. DV's the X racer, yep. and look at Ferrandez, and look what he's done, and and, yep. and this and that, and all deserved, and all a ton of credit to go to our buddy DV. I don't hear much about DV's greatness this year. You know what I mean? No, uh, no. So like, and and I don't think DV has changed. Don't get me wrong. It's just what's going on in the results, right? So sports hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I I just don't. I don't know, um, uh, Tyler, one way or another. I don't think there's one. Okay. Yeah, just just a yep. curiosity because right. you've been in the industry so long. So. Yeah. No, I, I think um. both good and bad about it. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go yeah. to uh, Daniel on one. He's got a question about Tomac. Uh, Daniel, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I was just curious with Tomac's points lead and the way the class is kind of we're losing, guys. I'm just curious where you guys thought he was going to start with his national training. Is he going to ride the Supercross thing all the way out? Is he going to have a slow start to nationals? 
just kind of wondering what your opinion is with the new bike. No, nah, they'll they'll. There's a weekend coming off weekend off after uh, Seattle and uh, after this weekend, and that is when he will probably get on an outdoor bike, Weech. Yeah, um, I know that he did start on it outdoors, and they said he liked it so much they actually got on Supercross earlier than they thought when he first started riding it. I mean, so, hey, back in October, they felt like they had the bike in a good place for motocross. Um, but I don't know. Even with the big points lead, I, I feel like the dude just can never quite get their head fully in the game, uh, even if they're doing the labor. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it might have a small effect, not as big as some others, because he's won this title before. But, uh, yeah, I think it might have a little impact where other guys are going to be hitting. I mean, if you're Ferrandis, <laughs> you're going full moto yeah. Full head steam right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. As soon as your wrist is better, you are, yeah. yeah. Um, luckily, though, they have a base of what Ferrandis won on, and yeah. and they can yep. start, you know, obviously they're different riders, but they can at least go yep. like, hey, man, this bike won the national championship last year. Here's the setting. So, yeah. uh, All right, Dan- Daniel, so, do you want- are, go ahead. I'm sorry, just real quick. Are, are Ferrandis and Tomac settings close enough, you think, for them to use that as a good base, or is it just a base to have a base? I think they're pretty far apart, actually, from what I've heard. Um, I don't even know. Steve, don't they not even use the same fork, right? No. I'm yeah. even using the same stuff. No. Nope. Um, but uh, far be it for me to claim to be an expert on what base means. It might even be different components, but same philosophy. Like, we're trying to get the bike to do X, and you've got two different ways of doing it, but it com- this is the way you want it to go. I don't know. It might still apply, even with different parts, I think. Yeah, and uh, Ferrandis has talked about how Ricky Gilmore was helping him last summer, and they – Found something at, at the goat farm, um, you know, and it worked really well early in the outdoors. So, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of sharing going on there. Um, but, yeah, good question. And I think uh, I think Tomac will do a little outdoors on the week off and then probably a little more near the near the end of the series, but mostly stick with Supercross, I think. Uh, Daniel, do you want a pair of goggles? Uh, I would love them, but honestly, Steve, I don't ride anymore. I'd huh. rather see them go to someone who's uh, still so, riding and would use them. Uh, that's that's very nice of you. Thanks for calling, man. Wow, Appreciate cool. it. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, Great. thank you. Uh, Baxter's on, too. Baxter, what's up, man? Hey, first of all, can I say hi to Weed real quick? Sure. Yep. What's up, hey, Baxter? Weed, can I get a yeah? Yeah! Baxter, what's uh, up? Hey, guys, so I'm going to the Pulp MX show tomorrow night. Nice. Uh, the live show you guys are doing, and then I'm doing the VIP experience with jt on saturday super oh, wow. excited to see all you guys oh wow you got the um, whole thing going yeah oh yeah we're going for it so i had one quick question for you steve yeah. so jt is going to be with a whole gaggle of us goons running around the pits i had an idea we can hide you behind us i got my brother coming we're both six foot plus you can hide behind us we'll go up to the red bull gas gas team Somehow, JT can maybe work with us, get Will Hahn out, and then you part the Red Sea between me and my brother with a double whammy. Fuck you, Will Hahn. I just want to be a part of the Will Hahn game. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't. I, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Will, we kind of Will and I kind of settled on that we can't get outside. Inter- we can't get outside interference to uh, to uh-huh. win the game. And, um, and, I, and I agree with that because he was getting everybody to help him, and I was getting really fucking pissed. Um, <laughs> so we kind of agreed to have no outside help. But I don't mind. But do it anyways. Okay. Do it anyways, Baxter. Just fuck, flip him okay. off. Yeah, fuck him. All right. So. Well, fair enough. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. So what we do, Weech. Uh, David, what's up, man? You want to talk about Husqvarna? Hey, how's it going today, guys? Good. What's happening? I was curious if you guys have heard anything. I know I read a press release that they were going to bring some guys from Europe to ride some nationals, including the Borisov, I think his name is, the Russian guy. I'm assuming that's a but that's a no-go now. Yeah, Bobrashev was going to do some nationals, but, yeah, no-go with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, the AMA has uh, refused the Russian rider's entry. So, um, yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Weej, I did hear some Karoli and Hurling st- stuff, though. Wygand, have you heard that? Yes, I have. I don't think it's set, but I don't think it's over either. I don't think it's a hard no. Yeah. Um, could be both. Could be both. I mean, look, Karoli made no secret about it. He yeah. said he wanted to do it. The only fear I think I had with Crowley was like, I think everybody's worried. If you sit on the couch for three or four months, do you say, ah, you know, yeah, I think I'm good. But uh, I'm still hearing it. So I don't think there are any other obstacles to Crowley doing it. I think KTM and everybody was fine with it. Yep. Uh, I think he was even shopping for some deals, you know, gear or whatever. Uh, Hurlings, I think there's a lot more obstacles because he's obviously supposed to be racing another series, MXGP. But uh, it's not, I have not heard an absolutely not. 
Yeah, I'll go that far. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've heard that a little bit. So stay tuned, David, on that um, as far as people come from Europe. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Caroli here and Hurlings, I don't know, 50-50 or whatever. But, uh, uh, David, do you want a pair of goggles? I, yeah, that'd be great. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, stay on hold. You can either have the FMF goggles or uh, Fly Racing Zone Pros, all right? Okay, great. Thank you. Right. I appreciate you. Yeah, no, th- no problem. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, Plum Creek Funding. Pro Taper, Maxxis, uh, get FMF Vision all on board with us. Maxxis Tires, speaking of Cade, uh, using Maxxis Tires out there in, uh, in 450 Supercross to get some career best finishes. Maxxis.com for more information. Jeremy McGrath developed the MXSTs, and uh, so you know they're damn good. Great mountain bike tires as well, light truck tires. Uh, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Uh, and again, uh, FMF Vision, Pro Taper, uh, get and Plum Creek Funding all on board. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. I've got a question about Phil. We should probably get to it. Let's uh, let's let's get to it. Uh, Jared, what's up? You want to talk about uh, Phil Nicoletti? Uh, well, I did, but I also wanted to uh, say that I I just finished listening to that re-raceables you guys just did. Yeah. And I'm I'm a desert rat too. I actually raced uh, Chris a long time ago in the World Mini, and I beat him. Oh, nice. But nice. I just think, damn, I look what if I would have just kept going that direction, I. Look what uh, I could have been. Don't have don't had. don't do that because I used to beat Blair Morgan, <laughs> and I also lay lay awake late at night thinking about uh, how I used to beat Blair Morgan, and then look what happened to Blair. Well, I, w- so. I was more thinking about just catching frisbees from a midget, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Was amazing. It's, it's absolutely insane. Chris Kiefer's got a story in the new re-raceables. Uh, yeah, it's great. So, um, so it, yeah. Anyways, the uh, uh, Phil is who I was wanting. To, I wanted some truth about him because. It looked like to me in that last chance qualifier, he was like, oh, my hell, F me. Look at my where I'm going to line up on the start. I really don't. Screw this. And he let him by. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. Phil wants to Are make, you sure? Yes, yes. If Phil wants to make the main, he wants to get points. You know, he wants to score well in the series. No, no, zero chance of that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, Hardy Munoz catching and block passing Phil is – not something I had happening. Um, I don't yeah, know. Weej, I don't. Weej, I don't know why he stopped blitzing the whoops. He was good. In, I know it was probably scary, but he was doing yeah. well. He was doing well blitzing the whoops, and then he stopped. Yeah, I think that's what it is. He's like, I did enough to catch him and pass him, and now I'm good. I don't need to do this anymore. And that was a big mistake. It, yeah, it really was. So, uh, no, Weej, any chance that Phil took a dive? No. Are you paying Pulp uh, Yamaha Challenge for uh, fifth and LCQ and 250s this year? I am not. Okay. No, that's the only reason I would ever come up with a rider would purposely not make a main. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, he's I, not I, making uh, a lot of money going in and getting whatever he's place still, he is. He's still, he's still getting points. Oh, there's got to be money. There's got to be money lost. No, there's there's money. There's points. There, there, a lot of things. Come on, Jared. No, Phil, Phil, Phil's a racer. He's, All right. he's trying to make a man. All right, I'll believe right. it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Jason Wygant on the show here. Uh, Jonathan's been on hold the whole time. Uh, Jonathan, what's up, man? Hi, Steve. Um, I just want to talk about lappers real quick. Yeah. Um, do you think that if um, the 250 class would make these guys step up closer and have like more of the elite guys and like Jay Mart, Forkner, and Craig, that we would see less lappers and would they be able to stay on the lead lap with the 450 guys? Lappers in the 450 class is what you're talking about, the privateers. Right, but like if um, I know right. that right, if, if we in, right if we increase the depth, well. Right now, we have, as we talked about off the top of the show, we have a ton of injured riders. So you're going to get right. a lot of privateers in there. So it's a little bit of a weird year that year, that that this year. But I mean, Weege, you went on Twitter this week. You're 100% fine with all the lappers all the time. It is what it is. It's part of racing. Um, yes, I agree that if 250 East or West guys jumped on 450s or we had fill in riders or whatever, uh, capable fill in riders, there would be less lappers. But I don't know what you're supposed to do about lappers like what what are we supposed to do like when the leader gets within one straightaway you have to pull off so he can't come near you like what it is part of racing what what is the solution what is the solution Uh, everybody's like oh black flag them after they get lapped and i'm like yeah by then they've already been lapped the damage is done maybe there's two guys that get lapped twice but that's all you'd be preventing the first lapping would still happen yeah, I said on Twitter, two laps down, you get off the race just to save the racetrack, you know? Um, yeah, that's yeah, fine. I yeah. think that's going to make a 2% difference. Right. Um, 
I just feel like that's part of part of racing. I think there's this thought that the lappers getting in the way always makes things worse. But there have been just as many races where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. It was because of a lap rider, and people did cheer. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't uh, mean yeah. people getting hurt. I mean, like, the leader can't check out. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's for, I always feel like in the end of the day, it works out good for you and bad for you, and it all washes. It's all, it's all good in the wash. They'll, they'll, they'll help you, and they'll hurt you. Yeah, I mean, Webb has been uh, gifted and... Uh, he was gifted a win last year by Dean Wilson. He had a win taken away by Shane McElrath this year. Yeah. Um, but to me, once you start getting into the, we want to scientifically engineer this in a way to have the most pure thing possible, it's like, okay, we got to get rid of lappers, but we have weather, we have mechanical problems, we have bad, bad and good starts. We have all sorts of crap that happens. Like, to me, I don't like going down the path of, can we re-engineer everything for purity? Like, nope. We drop the gate, and everybody races, and you take a checker flag. All right. There you go, Jonathan. That's Weege's theory. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> he just... Yes. It w- he, he's not wrong about, like, you know, if Hunter Lawrence raced a 450 on the, uh, on the East Coast, right, you'd probably have one more guy in the lead lap. You know, yeah. that would be great. Right. Um, but I don't know how to make that happen. I'm just – I don't want to ban Carnell from racing. Uh, no, no one's asking you to buy in Carnell from racing. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Get and Athena, the sister companies Athena. They got a uh, top end kits and cylinder kits to uh, help you out. Um, big bore stuff, uh, regular stuff, whatever it is. Athena and of course, of course the folks that get 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 get. Uh, they got RPM dashboards to help you off the start. They got two stroke and four stroke ECUs. Uh, get and Athena have a lot of really cool products on there. Uh, data loggers and, and ECUs and ways to make your bike much much better. Uh, a lot of tuners out there use uh, the folks that get and a lot of top teams in MXGP use get as well. If you want a discount from the folks at get and Athena, just email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com and we will pass that on. Uh, all right, we you're going to go this weekend. Obviously we got the live show coming up. Give me your winners for this weekend in Seattle. Uh, uh, we're back on the 250 West, by the way, in case you uh, forgot. Yeah, I'm just going to go completely nuts okay. and I'm going to, uh, I'll sound like a damn genius if this happens. So I will call Marvin Muscan to win. Heard it here first. If he wins, you will all remember this call. You will all remember yep, it. Yep, yep. If I pick Tomac, no one's going to give me anything. Um, and in the 250s, I'll, I'll go with Christian Craig until further notice. Okay, all right. Uh, by the way, the last time we left the 250 West Series, it was carnage. Complete carnage everywhere. Oh, uh, uh, God, bodies yeah. being taken off and everything. So, yeah, we'll be back to that. So Everybody crashed in the whoops except Craig. I, I believe every other rider in uh, was it San Diego? Is that what it was? No, Anaheim three. Anaheim, Anaheim three. Yeah, yeah. Every single guy down in the woods. Oh, it was just it was just nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Weech. Thanks for uh, calling in. We'll see you tomorrow night, man. All right, everybody, come and hang out with us. It's yeah, a good time. yeah. Come on. Uh, I think we got uh, over two hundred tickets sold already. The place holds. Uh, 300, I think. So we got we got room for more. Uh, so please check out the Fly Racing Yamaha live show uh, in Renton, Washington. Um, thanks to uh, thanks to everybody for buying a ticket. We'll see you tomorrow night there. I want to thank those guys as well. We still got a pair of goggles to. Um, I want to thank the guys at the theater. I should say we still got the guys. Uh, um, uh, we still got the guys. From FMF, giving us goggles. That's it. Thank you. I'll figure this out. Pro Taper, Star Racing, Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna, using Pro Taper chains and sprockets and handlebars. The new ACF bar is the lightest one and one eighth bar out there with their innovative control and design. The Pro Taper ACF bars are the first to address a growing concern of room on their handlebars. They have 40 millimeters more than conventional bars. Uh, they got four bends as well. Retails $139. The first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar for motocross is out. And it's uh, designed and out there by the folks at ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Also, Plum Creek Funding. I've used Zach at Plum Creek Funding for a couple of places now. It's always been fantastic. Uh, they now have direct access to assist in 12 different states. If you're looking to purchase a home in this year, if you're looking to uh, be a first-time buyer or an investor, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. If you already own a home looking to pull cash out or you want to get a lower rate, Contact a professional with over 25 years of experience, uh, 720-212-4685, Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com, Z-A-C-H, PlumCreekFunding.com, um, and uh, tell them you uh, listen to Pulp and uh, get some leads on, on on doing some stuff with your house. Like I said, it's worked well for me uh, the last couple of times, so I uh, really appreciate the guys at Plum Creek Funding for coming on, FMF Vision.
Get, Pro Taper, all on board with us. Fly Racing, of course. Speaking of Fly Racing, a couple of their riders are missing this weekend in Seattle. We have some lines open, 702-586-7857. Let's get to our next guest here. <clears throat> Swap Moto Live's Michael Antonovich. Anton, we are just two weeks away from the St. Louis round. And, and God bless it. And that is where you shine. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm excited for it. You know, it's always a good one. Do Do you feel like the city of St. Louis embraces this race? Uh, it's weird. It's really weird because in the last, like, seven years, we've seen them play with the schedule so much. Yep. Like, one time it's a day race, and then it's at this time of the year, and then it's round two, and then it's round 15, and then it's this, and then it's against Mardi Gras, and then St. Patrick's Day. And, like, <laughs> the thing that, especially it felt like, you cannot put a sporting event up against getting day drunk in downtown St. Louis. Like, you're always going to lose. <laughs> uh, so they, they, one, day they, one year they did go up against opening day for the Cardinals. Like, all these little things. So... Um, it's hit and miss. It's definitely been better than it's been in the last few years, I think, just because so many things have happened. You know, even when it got dropped off the schedule for Nashville to come in, uh, that was kind of like a wake-up call. Like, hey, man, not everything's solid. This thing could go away at any time, no matter how good the stadium is or how cheap it is or how good the dirt is or whatever. Yeah, yep. uh, I, I, it's a great race for me. You know, I literally, when I was a little kid, I could walk to the end of my street and then see the downtown skyline and see that stadium and everything. So uh, it's it's really cool, um, but it is stressful for me because I'm always like, God, please don't let anybody's like car get broken into. Please don't let anybody have this happen because we don't need that uh, reputation right now. You know, when no. everybody comes to visit from out of town. I feel like the day race, and I don't know if we've had more than one, didn't work. No, it does not work there yep. because uh, nobody knows like that. It's the same kind of clientele sometimes that's coming to Monster Jam at 7 and then bull riding a couple weeks later at 7. Like, everything's right. at 7 or 7.15 <laughs> down there. Right. Like, you cannot screw with their perception of time that much. They put a flat track in there as well? They, yeah, during the winter, they put like a uh, – it's not like a full quarter mile. It's like a little dirt oval, and then they build like stock car racing in there. Uh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good track. I mean, the big cars tear it up too bad. But, like, the midget racing cars and stuff, they're pretty good on it. I did not expect to go this way with you on the phone today, but let's keep it going. Um, have you heard anything? What is the city of St. Louis going to do with all their hundreds of millions of dollars they're getting from the NFL? I don't think we know. Okay. All right. We Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody right. knows. We don't even know, like, who knows? We're supposed to – there's a soccer stadium that's underway. There's all this other stuff. Uh, I they tore down that casino that's right across the street from the uh, stadium. When they, they did? built that, they we, tore it down. No, no. When they oh, went oh. to build that, oh. they tore down all the stuff uh, that was on the landing. And the landing area that's right there on the waterfront used to be badass. Like yeah. that was where all the bars were and the restaurants. There was like this great concert venue that was right there. Once they put that casino in, everything just kind of went away. And really, from that point on, nobody cares about downtown anymore. Uh, also, I went on a casino boat by the Arch one time, and they closed the doors and said, okay, we're... We're taking a ride. We're taking a ride, and we never went anywhere. Oh, really? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, they used to have that. There was there was a lot of river boats that were down there. And, like, you can see what stuff is there. There was there was two that were there. There was a McDonald's boat that you could go get on and have lunch at McDonald's on right by the arch. It's a great field trip if you're in grade school. Mm. You know, yeah, St. Louis has got it going on. Okay, all right. Too, too, like I said, let's move too on. Much. Too much. Yeah, too, too much, much St. Louis. Maybe we'll bring you back in the week of St. Louis for these some more St. Louis Supercross talk. Um, all this is doing is just helping sell your show. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a live show Sunday or Friday night from the Moto Museum, which is downtown St. Louis. Super cool place, super cool venue. Uh, so please check that out. Uh, tickets available on pulpamex.com. Anton, I may put you on the guest list if you if you're nice. I have friends coming, so they've already they've already they already bought tickets for you. Oh, nice, fantastic. All right, uh, hey, so McElrath's out, Brayton's out, Ferrandis is out. Yay for the Privateer Island, guys. Uh, we're, we're, we're crawling to the end here, Anton, in the 450 class. We got a huge lead with, with Tomac, and we got a lot of dudes missing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm so surprised by is that people don't remember how this happens like, so often. Like Even in RV years, there were times like this where there was nobody on the track even. You know, this, is, this comes and goes like yep. this all the time. Yep. And this weekend, it sucks because after the last – three years we've really had that have been so great and nobody's been hurt you're you get a little bit um too caught up in yeah, it and now yeah. you're like oh yeah see now this is there is reality to this like if you think of how good 2019 was how good that break in 2020 was when everybody got to get refreshed 
and then then just the amazing racing we've seen from 2020 to now. Yep. Yeah, it just it caught up with us. And it happens. It's tough. Yep. Yep. It, yep. But it happens. But good job for these privateers, man. Uh, they're they're crushing it right now, getting in the main event. Got Ryan Brees, uh, eleven and a ten, I think the last two races, and Cade got a tenth and a twelfth or so. Like these guys are doing well. The heart wraps and opening ceremonies. We're, we're we're spreading all the love to everybody, which I'm fine with. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's cool to see those dudes actually have that uh, moment and have that little bit of time. And they all know, you know, it's not like they race their way into it. They there's a lot of guys that are very aware of the situation, but you got to be in it to win it and they're there yeah. and so good for them. And, and especially as we hit this part of the season where it's so much cross country driving now, you know, from Indy last week to Seattle and then to come back here and then go to Foxborough, to Denver, to all of that pinging. Yeah. Good for these guys, especially dudes in vans to make a little bit more money yeah, right now. Yeah. Think about going to Seattle uh, week off St. Louis. That's not so bad, but then we're going to Foxborough. Then we're going down to Atlanta. Then we're going to Denver. Or whatever. Yes, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Good point. A lot uh, of driving. Lot yeah, of lots driving. of driving. Uh, good battle for second. I think Mookie's going to win one of these coming up here shortly. I uh, really hope to see Malcolm Stewart win a Supercross. I think he can do it. Really, really good b- battle for second coming up uh, in the points, Anton. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I mean, I don't think what the three characters that people expected, if you would have rattled off your second place title fight or second place fight in January, uh, Malcolm, Barsha, and Jason. Come on, that's awesome. You know, and three dudes that are going to pretty much do anything it takes to get a win at this point. Uh, Something that I kind of started hearing in the pits on Saturday night after Indy was over, with EY being so far ahead right now, guys have already turned on to how much bonus money can I stack up? How many wins can I check off? How many podiums can I end this year with? And that's a big motivator for a lot of guys right now, too. There's a lot more money and play for where you finish in that yeah. Championship standing from the AMA, from your team, from your sponsors, for wherever. There's a lot of dudes motivated to do well in these last six. And I think, like, coming up this weekend on a soft and ruddy track, which in, 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 inevitably will be, uh, Tomax is going to be like, hey, man, I'm going to just ride. I'm just going to get my laps and I'm going to ride and where I end up, where I end up. The, the chances there for dudes to take win this weekend in Seattle. It really is. It's huge. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's at a time, too, where we're going to these tracks where you kind of need that shakeup late in the season. Is this finally going to be the mud race where where Barsha gets his win that he hasn't gotten so far this year? Uh, can Malcolm pull it all together? Because Malcolm's pretty good in sloppy conditions when we get to these speedways in Atlanta. like There are some rounds coming up that are not just the standard cookie-cutter tracks anymore that's really going to add a little bit more spice to it, too. Where are you at with the Anderson Barsha move last weekend? Uh, we've all debated it to the ground, but not, not, I haven't talked to you about it. Um... Jason, Jason should have known. Like, you got to know that's coming, especially with the way that he got Barsha. You know, yeah, Justin messed up in the whoops, and then Jason took advantage of the opportunity in that turn. But still, like, you made a close pass on Justin. He probably saw red. He was going to get you back right away. Uh, we have a photo sequence on our Instagram where Jet and Cameron pretty much did the same exact thing in the same turn. That's a prime passing spot. Just why, you know, Jason went that wide through the turn and saw Justin was coming there because he was I, he was setting up that line choice from the time he left the face of that triple. Yeah. You know, it was on. Yep. So, yeah, it was coming. All right. Let's get some phone calls here. 702-586-7857. We still have the FMF Vision goggles to give away courtesy of the folks at FMF and Cade making yet another main event. We got uh, Cody on four. Cody, what's up, man? Hey, yeah, um... You guys uh, missed out on the 2017 Tomac charge when you were talking about the iconic Seattle races. Hmm. Okay. Um, hey, with them making this round earlier and earlier, it, and it being really shitty weather this time of year, has there ever been any talks of uh, going to Mariner Stadium? Uh, no. Yeah, they don't want the uh, they don't want the motocross there, supercross there. I guess is what I've heard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to sit in 35 degrees in rain as fans. Yeah. It sucks. No, I, I get it. it, it uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I spoke to a guy. I've told this story a few times. I spoke to a guy that works for the stadium. I said, why did you guys, why did uh, Paul Allen build the stadium and not put a roof on it in Seattle? And he said that when they built it, Paul Allen went through uh, the Farmer's Almanac for all the days that the, there could be possible Seattle home games, and it didn't rain that much. And mm. and that's what he said. I, I have no idea if this is true, but yeah, this is what I heard. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that sucks. Uh, hey, Anton, you're uh, not a fan of the the lapper rule that Steve was talking about, huh? 
No, I think that that no, like they got to be out there. They you just let them race, just let them race. You know, you never know what could happen if a guy goes down in the first turn and then he's going to get picked off five laps in, like we saw Kevin Moran get passed last week. Like it, you're going to end that guy's whole race like that. And then two laps, there's still battles that go on two laps in. You know, there's still stuff that's going on. My big thing on it right now is this: seven years ago, there were dudes that were in the main events that didn't have 20 laps in them when it was a 15-minute or a 17-minute race. Now you have dudes that are there. Now you want them to give up. There were so many people that were so pissed for so long that guys didn't have 20 laps in them. Now dudes are trying to go for 20 minutes and you're trying to pull them off. It's like you're never going to make them all happy. You're never going to make everybody. Yeah, happy. but Anton, I was saying you lap twice, get lap twice, and get a black flag. Which wouldn't affect too many people, too many races. It's just we we see these tracks breaking down, and we see guys just rolling around. Like just get off the track if you're if you're lap twice. Yeah, but like, dude, it, the tracks are so far gone. Five minutes into the race, into the main <laughs> event, especially Indy. So you're saying Pulling it doesn't one matter. One guy off, yeah. it's not. It's done. The damage is done. Okay. Yeah, there, you're not. Yeah, and and there is other stuff that's out there. Like it would get boring. Think about how those races would look if you did just start picking guys off. And think about how the 250 was at Anaheim three, when dudes are just laying next to the finish line because they killed themselves in the whoops. And there's like 12 bikes circulating on the track. That's not exciting. Sucks. You know, just, it's not an easy solution or anything like that. But if you go start tweaking with it too much, then we start running into these issues of like, Oh shit, how did this go this way? You know? Right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Cody, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. We're still giving away a pair of FMF goggles. In fact, the next caller gets them. 702-586-7857. The next caller gets the FMF goggles, courtesy of Kay Clayson. So, Anton, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we're back to 250 West this weekend. So Mm -hmm. uh, the last time we saw these guys, you mentioned it. They were just splayed out all over the track uh, after the whoop section, and Christian Craig won yet again, and he has a 28-point lead uh, over Michael Moseman. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, of course, crashed out of that one. He is uh, one point behind Moseman in third. Uh, What are we going to see this weekend? Are we going to see, like, Craig's whoop advantage should be taken away a little bit, uh, and he's got this points lead. We may may see a new winner. Mm -hmm. I think so. I hope so. You know, just to kind of – mix it up a bit just so these guys have a little bit of excitement going on because we're in this last part of the 250 season now too where it's almost if you guys ever did want to see what a playoff scenario looks like this kind of is the trial run because for the remaining 250 classes or races on both sides they only have one points paying race each or two points paying race each is for the west coast but then they have a showdown the two showdowns they have a triple crown for the east coast you'll see a lot of variables and i think the guys really want to end the season on a high uh, it'll be good to see how Hunter kind of healed up and Moseman healed up after so many hard slams that they had in the first part of the year. And I think both guys probably went home and studied what they were short on and where Christian was so strong and how they're going to come back and be better in this last little bit. I hope we get another winner just to kind of mix it up and, and see some new enthusiasm because when they don't win, people just start tuning out. Sneaky, uh, sneaky potential winner, I think, for this weekend, Garrett Marchbanks. Ruddy, yeah. crappy, he's been, he's been fast. Uh, three fourth place finishes on the year. Uh, other one he had DNQ. Other one he crashed out. So he's been an up and down, but sneaky guy that could win this weekend. Garrett Marchbanks. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the bigger question now is how's that bike? You know, because if that bike gets under a load and these clutch issues that they were having, and they have an oil cooler on Phil's bike and all these things, is this going to be one of those things where Garrett is riding his balls off and then he hits? a point and then the bike gives up i hope not you know because that club bike is very very good whatever issues they're having lately have been very peculiar um i think garrett yeah could be good could finally get on the podium and, and upright the rough season that he's had so far because he's been fast he's been very fast uh underrated seasons uh caden amarine and carson brown on the aeo uh ktm team uh, privateer team, obviously. Carson's ninth in the points. Amarine is uh, a further back, but he's been pretty good at times. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, not Amarine. Derek Kelly. Sorry. Uh, mm. Amarine's on tether. Uh, Derek Kelly, uh, underrated uh, rides by both of these guys. Yeah, and, and two good dudes, good West Coast guys that um, have been plugging away for a while. I mean, everybody knows Carson Brown, and it would be cool to see him ride really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for Kelly, too, it's been nice to see a guy that's been around for a while just kind of make that steady progress forward and forward all the time, and he's happy with it. You know, it's not like 
he was one of these kids that lost out on a factory ride because he was an amateur guy. He's just steady building every single race and every single year. And it's cool to see that that kind of thing happen on the West Coast because there's always those dudes that are like that. There's always those same guys you might see around for three or five or seven years that just race those nine races and, and plug away and get main event results. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of neat to see. Uh, Robbie Wageman, seventh in the points, too. Um, do you like uh, uh, one guy to emerge on the West Coast as far as um, after Christian, like Mosman or Hunter Lawrence or, or even Vince? Like, do you have a favorite? No, I mean, they're all, they all have their strengths and weaknesses. Uh-huh. It's, kind of, it's kind of sucked to see so many guys still fall victim to their same weaknesses year after year. Like with Mosman saying, he still just gets caught up in little things in the early part of the race, and then it, it falls apart. And it, you know that Michael's trying really hard to avoid that stuff, and it still happens. And then with Hunter, starts have just been such a hindrance of him for, for some time now. And once he finally can get a start and stay up in the front pack and, and see where he goes, you know, those would be the great two things. No mistakes from Michael and a great start from Hunter we could really see what he does up against Christian. Um, and then for Vince, too, adapting to that little bike, he's been very transparent that it was a big it was a big challenge, but now he feels really good on it. And I think the confidence that he's gotten from racing the 450 class and being top 10 in it these last few weeks, he should be able to go in there this week and be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a top – I'm a for sure a top five guy. I should be a podium. Let's see where this thing takes us. Yeah. Um, hey, so looking ahead to the showdown, this is very exciting. We have the Jet and the Christian. Um, do you have a favorite in the Speedway in Atlanta? No, I don't. I really don't. Because uh, I, I was even actually talking to my wife about this last Sunday. I, you never know. And then there's all these other dudes that have such a big point to prove, too. Like, are these two going to go straight out, or does something else happen? Because it's not always the two fastest guys that find themselves at the front in the first lap of the showdown. Yeah. Um, yeah, should be, should be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to that. I think both of these coasts are sort of lacking the drama. I guess four for the years, too. Like we said, there's lots of racing going on. Um, all right, let's get some few more questions here. James is on three. James, what's up, man? Hey, I was uh, wondering. I heard that uh, Hunter Lawrence could possibly take a dive um, so he doesn't point out. Um, do you think we'll see him racing this weekend? Uh, yes, I do. I know there was talk of that. Anton, did you hear that stuff about uh, Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I haven't heard. I believe he's going to race, James. So I think well, I think he should be well, fine. But and, and so and then also, um, it was Jeff. I think he posted a picture of uh, him with uh, a white back number plate on his bike. So I was just wondering, but he was probably just practicing that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just practicing. Yep. So. All right. Thanks, man. Yep, thanks. Bob's on one. Bob, what's going on? Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Hey, uh, question for you on the St. Louis live show that's coming up. You guys were talking about this week. Um, But I was wondering, where is it at? What size of venue is it? Uh, it's got a, it's a, well, it's a moto museum. So they got old bikes there. Um, it's a massive place, um, in downtown St. Louis. So, um, the, it's a, and they have a, a stage and, you know, a smaller room for our, our live show. So I think it holds 200 oh. people or something. So, yeah. That's awesome. Who all's coming um, in terms of your group? Kiefer, myself, Weech, JT will all be there. Oh, that is, that's yeah, great. Anton, that's great. I know that probably drag Anton on stage, people. St. Louis's finest. So, Sweet. so uh, yeah, so, the, yeah the, come check it the out. Downtown area in terms of partying. It's it's a blast. It's it's a lot of fun. It, it is there. fun. Man. It is fun. I've gone to the casino down there. I've gone down to the Arch. It's downtown St. Louis. Anton is underrated. Oh yeah, there's the official, an unbelievable uh, barbecue place. Yeah, there's dude, there's so much good food all around St. Louis too. Uh, that ballpark village thing that's right down the street on Saturday night. I mean that's where everybody goes afterwards too. So yeah, you'll see you'll see everybody on Saturday or through the weekend partying in St. Louis. It's a good one. All right, Bob. See you there, man. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, anything else? You guys give away the goggles already? Yeah, yeah, we're all done, man. Okay, sounds good. Hey, right. thank you much. Thank you, man. Yeah, we'll plan on it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, that motor museum is really cool, Anton. Yeah, I used to go to it when I was failing out of college. When I would just take a personal day, <laughs> I would go over there and check stuff out. And yeah, I didn't need that degree anyway. I didn't get it. But yeah, yeah that place yeah. is that place is really cool. Uh, how it's all laid out, that restaurant that's there, the dealership that's connected to it. There, that's a really really cool project out over there. Yeah. Yeah, it should, uh, should be great. Uh, thanks, Anton. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Give me your winners this weekend. 
I'm going to have to actually go with Weege on the Marvin thing. Oh, wow. Marvin's okay. been very good lately. Marvin's been very good. And uh, this is of the active riders. He has the most wins at Seattle. Uh, he has got two in the 450 class. Marvin's been building. I think that it's like right there. And as we kind of wind down the Supercross only deal with him and, and the uncertainty of how much longer he's going to keep going, it would be great to see Marvin just get one more win because he is a really good rider and has done so much. Uh, for 250 class, like we said, too, it's, it's kind of hard to bet up against Christian, but until we really see the weather this weekend, who knows, you know. I'll go Mookie and Marchbanks. How's that? Ooh, that's wild. Shock the world. Uh, all right, Swap Moto Live. Please check out more of Anton's work. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Anton. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, boys. All right, see you later. That's Michael Antonovich, everybody, and that's another edition of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thanks to FMF Vision, Maxis, Get, Pro Taper, and Plum Creek Funding. Appreciate those guys helping us out. Tits, great job today. Really, thank lo- I you. really love the uh, thank you, thank you. the go getism. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. We're off next week. That's right. We won't be here because there's no race. But then we'll see you after that. Thanks for listening. <laughs>